Have you ever stopped to think about the health of your business and personal financing? You know, what is your your financing doing for you right now? How is it working for you? How is it helping you to get better? Is it helping you to get better? Is it sick? Does it need to go to the doctor? You know, we just don't know because these are things that we don't really think about on a regular basis unless something happens, but it's something that we're going to need to plan for. So welcome to Morning Tea, and we're going to talk about the health of your finances today. Hey, change agents, and welcome to season two of my podcast. My name is Tracy V. Allen, impact strategist and owner of TVA Consulting. This podcast, formerly known as Nonprofit Biz Talk, is now called the Change Agents Podcast, and that's agents with a Z at the end, not an S. Why the name change, you might ask? Well, my client pool is evenly split between nonprofit leaders, social entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Yeah, so I decided to be more inclusive with my content and make it more relatable to all parties. This podcast also has an accompanying vodcast on my YouTube channel called Change Agents TV. So make sure to go over and subscribe. So we're going to shake things up a little bit around here and bring you applicable strategies, not just methodologies. Yes, methodologies are needed for a solid foundation, but without understanding how to strategically implement it, it is like having a bunch of useless information that you're never going to use. Example, trigonometry and calculus. I have never used either a day in my life outside high school and college. So fasten your seatbelts and grab your pen and paper and let's get started with season two of the Change Agents podcast. Today, we are talking about how to recession-proof your business. And whether we want to admit it or not, we are literally on the verge of a recession. It is something, it's at this point, unavoidable. We are definitely going to go into a recession, even with all the stimulus monies out there that are currently available to all business owners. It is still going to cause a recession. Why? Because most people cannot afford to miss one or two or three payments on their mortgage, their car note. They're spending even more money right now um, on food. It's just people are stretched. They've already been stretched before this happened. And this is just going to make it worse. When they get that money, it's going to be playing catch up. And most people can't catch up. And it's going to sink us into a recession. It's just an inevitable fact. But even without all of this happening, one of the things that we should be doing when we get into business and we create that business plan, we create that strategic plan, is creating a plan, an action plan for the what ifs. Because in life, there are what ifs. Whether we want to admit it or not, things happen. You get sick. 
we get a pandemic, we have a war, you know, someone in your family gets sick, some um something happens to your supplier, something bad happens and you can't get the supplies that you need to conduct your business, whatever it is, you always have to have that plan B. So your plan B for this for today's session is going to be recession proofing your business. How can you start the process of making sure that when the recession hits, if and or when it does hit, that you are not hit with an uppercut, basically, you know? So the first thing that you're going to want to do is to make sure that you're managing your payroll expenses. Whether you're a single member LLC or sole proprietor, or you have a staff of three people, or you have a staff of 500 people, it does not matter. You still need to make sure that you're managing your payroll expenses. And managing your payroll expenses doesn't mean laying people off, cutting back on their time, because remember, they need this money to feed their families as well. But making sure that you have a system in place where you're utilizing them as much as possible during the time frame that you are paying them to work so that you are not having to pay exorbitant amounts of money in overtime expenses. A lot of companies falter on that where they're ending up spending so much money and so much um, money on over on overtime that it throws their payroll completely off. So if you can make sure that you're doing regular evaluations of your employees' um, jobs and their performance, then you can manage payroll expenses. A lot of employees come to work every single day and they really don't have enough work to fill up the eight hours that they're there. It is up to you as the owner, the manager, supervisor of these people to make sure that they're utilizing their time effectively and the work is getting done. Not micromanaging them now, but just making sure they understand they, their um, roles and responsibilities and those roles are re and responsibilities are carried out in a time frame that is reasonable and no overtime has to be, um, they don't need to do any overtime so that you're not paying time and a half and you don't want to get into all of that all of that. So that's one of the things that you can do is to make sure that you're managing your pay, your non, sorry, I said non-payroll. I was talking about payroll. Okay. But managing your non-payroll expenses. Let me go back to that. So your non-payroll expenses would be things like, um, parties and, um, extra supplies and taking people out to um, business luncheons and entertainment type things. That's what I was supposed to be talking about. Entertainment type things that you that are not payroll expenses. Does your office need to have a party on every Friday? Do you need to buy pizza for everybody on Friday? Yes, I understand that morale is necessary and you need to keep spirits up, but that could be as simple as an email or a personal thank you or certificate for a job well done. It doesn't need to be expensive and extravagant. Okay. So, um, I talked about managing payroll expenses and I, now I'm talking about non-payroll expenses. It really doesn't have to be extravagant. You can show gratitude and appreciation for the employees that are working for you without spending tons of money. All right. The second one is establishing establish and enforce a budget. You want to establish and enforce a budget. So you want to create a budget, sit with your team and create a budget for 12 months. Okay. Make sure that it's month by month, week by week. 
Make sure it's month by month, week by week, and that you stick to it. Every week, if you do it on a weekly basis or you decide to do it on a monthly basis, I'm not going to tell you do it on a quarterly because that's too long, right? So you want to do it for the whole year, but you want to have a system in place where you're going back and you are reconciling those um, expenses, that you're making sure that you're sticking to the budget. You're not spending one cent over the budget, that you're sticking to the budget or below the budget on a monthly basis. But you need to make sure that you're establishing and enforcing a very strong budget. And it goes back to what I started to talk about in the first one. Overhead expenses is one of those expenses that, you know, can easily slip up on you or sneak up on you and you can be way over your budget before you know it. So again, going back to making sure that people know their roles and responsibilities and they're, they're doing, um, that they are making sure that they're doing their job in a timely manner and it's being done effectively and no overtime needs to be had so that you're not going over budget. Making sure that you're not going over budget with your supplies, making sure that you're not going over budget with expenses, consulting, whatever it is that you're spending money on in your business, making sure that you enforce that budget and stick to it. Okay, number three, weighing non-essential expenses. So you want to weigh your non-essential expenses. Again, non-essential expenses will be the travels. Does your person need to travel? Say you're paying mileage. Do they need to travel a hundred miles, maybe to New York? I live in Connecticut. So maybe they, do they need to travel a hundred miles to go to New York to go to a meeting? Can this meeting be done virtually? That is tons and tons of money that you'll be um, saving in mileage and food costs because you're going to have to pay them for not only their travel, their time, their uh, mileage, all of that stuff, non-essential. How can you work around cutting back on some of the, that money that you've normally spent and not thought about it? Okay. The point of this is to try to save as much money, preserve as much money in your business as possible. So it means doing things differently. Like I wouldn't normally meet people at coffee shops and um, to have a meeting that may or may not um, garner any new business. Okay. Because it's, it's a discovery meeting. And in that meeting, I'm spending on coffee for myself, coffee for that person, and probably some type of a dessert, right? Some type of a pastry. And if we go to, um, let's say, Starbucks, that's easily $20 to $25. If I have to do that three or four times a week, that's $100. Do I really need to do that? Or could it be a phone call or a Zoom or Skype interview where we are talking right where I am right now in my house, and I'm not spending any money at all. That's $400 a month easily that I could save because I'm weighing my non-essential expenses. Yes, face-to-face -face is always good, but if you're not sure if it's going to garner any new business, maybe you need to stay at home and do it some other way, okay? Because um, that's $400 that you could put in your rainy day account. Think about it, okay? This is recession-proofing your business again. Um, and then number four, checking your inventory. How many of us, I know in my stockpile, <laughs> in my, my storage closet, I have supplies. I could literally open up a mini Staples or Amazon store with the amount of supplies that I have. 
What you need to do is to go through your supplies. I don't care what business you're in. You could be a seamstress. You could be someone who does jewelry, someone who does consulting like myself. It doesn't matter. We tend to hoard and stockpile things for our business. Sometimes we have those things for years, two, three, four years, and we haven't used it. Why? That's money down the drain, literally, because more than likely you're never going to use it. So why not take inventory of what you have and probably sell at a discounted rate to someone else who can actually utilize what you are not using? So if you have something that you stockpiled for a year, and you have not used it yet, the chances of you using it are less than none. Get rid of it. You can get that money in and you can put it in again, that rainy day fun instead of being a hoarder like we most of us are. Okay. I know people who sew their seamstresses and they have like a whole bedroom full of fabric. Some of the fabric is like 20 years old. You haven't used it in 20 years and you intended to make this fabulous dress out of it. Get rid of it. Resell it donate it, but do something. You should not be hoarding at this time, only buy essentials. So take stock of your inventory. And even as a consultant, because when people are like, well, I don't have a, a product-based business, but even as a consultant, you can be hoarding stuff. How many times have you spent money um, trying to promote a, pro a specific service and no one is buying it? That's because you're in your head. You think that this service is the best thing ever, but obviously your audience doesn't think that it is. That is taking stock of your inventory as well. Take away the services that don't work or don't garner you any um, return on investment. Stop pushing those services because you're wasting money. Only push the things that people have been engaging with you for on a regular basis. So make sure you're checking your inventory again. Remember, again, we're recession-proofing our business. We're making sure that we're conserving as much money so that when the economy does plummet, we're not plummeting with it. We already know where we are in our business, who we're serving, and what we need to do to continue to make money in a downturned economy. Number five, keep your credit in good standing. I think at this point, we all know how important it is to have good credit. It's just what it is. Even for the EID loan, right? You need to have a certain credit score in order to qualify for the loan portion. Okay. So it is imperative to all of us that we have good credit. And I know it's very hard. I know it's very hard to keep good credit in an economy in a, or a society that is so credit driven. And if you make a mistake, you get sick. You know, someone in your family gets sick. You can't pay your bill for. 30 days or 60 days, it's going to take a hit on your credit report. But this is the time because your personal credit is so aligned to your business credit until you can establish really good business credit where they don't have to really look at your personal credit as much. You really need to take stock of your credit and try to fix it. Go get with an agency or someone who does credit repair and see what you need to do to try to get your credit score up at least to a 675, which is at least where you will be able to start to get a loan. But you need to really take stock of your credit report because it's so closely aligned to your business credit. And if your personal credit is crap, your business credit is going to take a hit. You won't be able to get any type of line of credit. 
credit cards or loans for your business. So these are the first five ways that I want to tell you, you can start to recession proof your business. And um, side note, if you want to know how to build your business credit, I do have a document. Just ask me below and I'll send it to you. Or maybe I put it up on my website. I don't know yet. But anyways, there is a way to build business credit so that you don't have to rely on your personal credit as much for your business. It takes some time. It does. But once you get it to where it's supposed to be, you're going to be all good. All right. So that's it for today. Tomorrow, I'll come back with five more tips on how to recession-proof your business. And that gets deeper into like different things in your business that you could be doing, things that you need to research, things that you need to be watching. So thank you for joining me again this morning for Morning Tea. My name is Tracy V. Allen. I am the owner of TVA Consulting. If you want to get in contact with me to get a business plan done or a strategic plan for your business, or have me work with you one-on-one to really get your business in shape so that you can be recession-proofed, give me a shout at www.tvacon.com. It's scrolling at the bottom of the screen. All right. Have a really good day, everyone. Bye. Okay, change agents, thank you for joining me today. And remember, there's someone in your community that needs the products and services that you provide, and it is your responsibility to get it right. Have a great day.